Jesus loves me, this I know. Oh, Lord. Let us have fun tonight in the glory. Let this be a time of refreshment in the fountain of our Heavenly Father's righteousness. Let people actually start drooling when they hear the word righteousness, understanding what it actually is, instead of just cringing. I used to cringe when I heard that word in the Assemblies of God because they taught me so many lies. Now I drool. <laughs> Glory. First and foremost, I want to start off with a funny joke. Like Bill Johnson. What did the gay horse say? Hey. <laughs> Amen, all the pretty horses. Which is all the nations in the flesh. But you know what? God can take a pale horse and turn it into a white horse. That's what, when a sorcerer gets born again. Like Saul of Tarsus. So there's hope for you yet. <laughs> I like this verse that says rejoice always in the Lord again I say rejoice that's a lot of freaking joy man our sister down in Florida was reading her Bible and she made a video posted it in the leadership group of a gold flake appearing only on the word joy. The joy of our Father's righteousness. Yeah, well, nothing, nothing there right now. That's alright, keep drinking. Mm. I come on Joel's bar to be pummeled. It's like, uh, initiation in a fraternity. Red Letter Ministries is a Christian fraternity. And seniority. Which is like El Senior plus sorority. Which is a Spanglish club, to put it mildly. Of the glory realm. A lot of mysteries of righteousness. A lot of deep parables of dark speech. Riddles. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Not Batman. Satan. That's who I'm talking about now. Who has the fear of the devil in their eyes instead of the fear of the Lord? Just don't all raise your hands at once now. Oh man, excommunicated. <laughs> well, there was a lot of things that went on today. 
And we might share some of them with you right now. <laughs> Don't have a cow. Should I share the financial stuff? That's where people really start manifesting bad. It took like two hours to get the first like on some of those posts today. <laughs> and they're like, wow, I actually probably should like those scriptures in the Bible. <laughs> the financial tests that the body of Christ are facing right now and loyalty to their apostolic leaders determines their eternal fate. It's not a minor test. All of Jesus Christ's sayings in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the Church of Acts, salvation was actually on the line in the response with their money. Now, they don't teach you that in Laodicea, but it is the truth anyhow. The only time Jesus Christ promised that, a, that someone was going to be killed and sent to eternal hell in the scriptures was from mismanagement of finances. In the Laodicean Church of America, that's the norm. Do you understand how the Laodicean spirit, which is the main Antichrist spirit manifesting over American believers right now, will destroy your soul if you reject the apostolic standard that's being raised in this day, you will not stay saved. You might be saved in your own brain, but you won't be saved. Even the Lord God Almighty said, even the roof over their head will be taken from them. And the earth himself, like Dathan, will spit them out of the earth. The earth will eject and reject those who are disobedient in finances in the coming days. And there's time to repent because a lot of this is brand new revelation. And so you're not accountable until you hear the word of the Lord, until you hear God's prophetic commandment. Ignorance means there's no judgment. Judgment only comes from the breastplate of judgment when the ignorance is removed from the people and you can be cleansed from the darkness and the ignorance and perishing for lack of revelation. So judgment will heal you if you love God more than idols. But if you respond negatively, like many in the Laodicean church who love themselves more than Jesus, they'll actually be ejected from the earth in the coming years. I believe it's years. Some this year, the closer they are to the throne of judgment, the white throne judgment seat of Christ, and the chief apostles of the Lamb and the twelve pearls, and the twelve star crown of the overcomers, and the government of the tree of life and those dimensions that are being perfected through the pioneers right now, the closer you are to those men and women who are the temples of the Lord God Almighty and his throne of all light, the quicker judgment will come upon you. And for many of you that are champions right now, that's like the best thing you've ever heard. But for the disobedient, it will actually be sudden destruction. And so that's why Satan would like to get really close to Jesus in his apostolic ministry amongst the 12 apostles and the Father allowed it for judgment upon the kingdom of hell. So it's not always the, the ones who love him that are close to him. It's not just the Johns laying their head on the heart of Jesus 
doing anything for him. I'll be at the cross. You could kill me on the cross with him, which was John's attitude. He didn't care if the Roman soldiers nailed him up on the tree with him because he was right there in the blood and in the water of his spirit side. You have to have that attitude and closeness and nearness to judgment to really, really thrive in the end times. And the ones that are distanced, they're the ones struggling, guys. You notice that the ones that are distant in their heart, you could be close physically, <clears throat> but you could be far away spiritually, and you could be far away morally, and you could be far away mentally just completely zoning out because it applies to you and you don't want to hear it because there's snakes in your ears and snakes in your forehead and that's no, no one in particular that's for all believers worldwide to understand these principles of the apostolic because the laodicean church of america and worldwide it's everywhere in europe too it's australia new zealand it's in africa and asia it's everywhere it's the planet earth's last phase of earthly christianity until we have heavenly christianity it's the seventh church of the seven churches of revelation two and three so it's the last phase of false christianity that we have to go through for the full removal of our humanity and the manifestation of our father in heaven's divinity at a different elevation of a door speaking to us saying come up here and yet i will show you things that you know not of revelation 4 1 it is written we've been down on the earth self-justifying self-promoting there's no sin in me i'm perfect and yet you are in animal form and an elevation under the sun which is the very definition of sin sin is not the bad things you do sin is the elevation of your heart that's why all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god according to scripture sin is an elevation of the heart so that's why uprightness or righteousness is called the inner man standing up because sin is the inner man standing flat or laying down like a sloth sideways flatteral okay righteousness is called uprightness of heart because you're vertical on the inside ascending and descending in the temple of the holy ghost sin is laying down in your inner man and then just justifying by your brain like well you know I'm, i haven't committed adultery and i haven't murdered and i haven't done any of this and all this stuff that we do in religion under the sun that's the very definition of practicing the curse of the fall that's why it's called the fall because it's an elevation that we practice in these bodies that are the temples of the living god these are the buildings not made by human hands your bodies your flesh and you'll be judged scripture says according to everything you've done in your bodies therefore honor god with your bodies it is written this is the temple if you're faithful in this temple you keep getting upgraded if you use this temple for anything other than for the pure worship of the father will you have idols and you're you're practicing demon gods you're practicing unrighteousness so repent and have your first love only jesus christ as the god of this temple the god of this church the church ain't out there the church is in here you are the body of christ you are the church of christ it's all about in the flesh 
but not of it. Amen? It's all about stewarding the body of Christ. Jesus came in a body, yet he never sinned. Why? Because his elevation was always over the natural realm. That's why wind and wave obeyed him. That's why birds and bees obeyed him. That's why even when the military police of the temple came to arrest him, they obeyed him because he had dominion because of the uprightness of his heart. He had cosmic power and ability over all flesh. He had authority over all men. He gave it up when he went to the cross, but only once did he not have that authority, and that's when he took the sins of the world upon himself so that you could begin practicing the uprightness of heart that he walked in and get rid of all the laying down of heart, all the excuses, all the, the self-assessment and like, oh, I'm okay. I mean, I think God's judgment is the one we want. God's opinion of ourselves is the one we want. The opinion we have about ourselves and others is pure pride constantly. It's literally sin. And I say that so that you can win. Because unless you have the perspective of the Father in all things, and you're in agreement with the Father about everything, and you're living for His pure worship with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and God is one, and without any duality, any hypocrisy, any double-mindedness, I tell you what, there's going to be demons. Because you're involved with sin. And the end of sin is death. So that area of your life will die and you can't live forever with sin in your life. You can be perfected from practicing everything under the sun in this life. You can overcome death in this life. There's a path of conquering and overcoming death and the apostles wrote it down for us. Enoch wrote it down for us. The 12 patriarchs wrote it down for us of the path of righteousness to conquer sin and death in the uprightness of heart. And uprightness of heart automatically will produce uprightness of mind. Because salvation begins in confessing with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believing with all your heart. Then you shall be saved. It is written. So what's your whole heart? All your spirit and all your soul. Right here. Soul right here, that's the flesh of your heart. Spirit right here, that's the light of your soul. So with your whole heart, you must worship God with uprightness. This is the area of circumcision to come out of the wilderness. You can deal with your mind, and your mind will get renewed as you deal with your heart. But the mind, a lot of that stuff of the mind is later on. Jesus Christ said, later on you'll understand, which means brain is the absolute last. If brain is first in your life, you are 1000% in false pagan Christianity of the fallen angels and haven't even begun in true anointianity in anything that Jesus and his apostles walked in and your whole life is a bleeding lie. And that's a huge realization for a lot of Christians. They even actually taught paganism in charismatic churches. It's very common, it's not uncommon, it's normal. That Laodicean paganism, God outside minded bewitchment, the serving of demon gods appearing as angels of light, appearing as Jesus and the Holy Spirit with lying and deceiving signs and wonders are everywhere. In fact, 
You know what the Holy Ghost told me today? The entire assemblies of God is submitted to the fallen angel Jezebel as their Jesus Christ. That's 16 million people in the Americas alone that their God is not Jesus, but Satan. Hello? The biggest Pentecostal denomination on planet Earth does not have Jesus Christ as their highest deity in their denomination. They have Jezebel, says the Lord. Well, that went down well. Hallelujah. Truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. And that's to condemn Satan worship and to promote repentance unto life so that you may be saved. The ignorance, especially amongst the charismatic and Pentecostal believers, of worshiping the fallen angels in your charismatic giftedness, that level of treachery and treason of the abuse of the gifts is the highest level of betrayal of Jesus Christ possible in the world, and that is the norm in the church of Laodicea. That's the norm, guys. And you wonder why they're out there fearful, worried about politics, worried about the Luciferians, the deep state, and all the schizophrenic, paranoid stuff about what the enemy's doing. You wonder why that is the fruit of them not having Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as their absolute only God of their spirit, soul, mind, and bodies. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. You know it's true. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Amen. Let us participate as we manifestate and revelate that your inner man may levitate in the glory. All right. I'll just tell you now because it needs to go forth and I'm not ashamed of the truth. This is the word of the Lord. The financial tests upon all believers are the most critical, important tests of all Christians on earth right now. These divine tests are to see who will walk with Christ into the heavens. But all the disobedient in finances shall have no inheritance in anything from above. The wicked servants will be removed permanently from all salvation in the body of Christ forever. The tares, the goats, and the foolish must be extracted by their evil, money-loving hearts in order to have the revival in the bridegroom's chambers of the sun. And here's the scriptures. Matthew 25, 26, But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy and idle servant. Luke 19, 22, He said to the servant, I will judge and condemn you out of your own mouth, you wicked slave. Luke 16, 11, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the case of unrighteous mammon, deceitful riches, money, and possessions, who will entrust you with the true riches of the heavenly realms? And that had some of the least amount of likes of any of my posts of all time. But it is the word of the Lord, and it's that level of revelation from the heart of God the Father that will destroy the hypnotism on the Laodicean Church of America, on the Laodicean Church of Europe, 
on the Laodicean Church of Central and South America, on the Laodicean Church of Asia, Africa, and the islands. That level of revelation, there has to be financial understanding. In order for Book of Acts revival, there had to be an understanding of kingdom, resources, finances, stewardship, and all these things had to be apostolic foundations and then the fellowship in the blessings of obedience after that house to house meal to meal supper to supper drinking together in their love feasts which were in the pure true agape through their obedience and the uprightness of their heart to the apostles teachings that's what maintained book of acts pentecostal acts chapter 2 drunken glory resting tongues of fire revival in the Bible and you know some of you get it I know you do some of you are understanding financial revival others of you are just so yielded you don't even care what it takes but you need a revelation about it you need wisdom in finances you need wisdom in stewardship and in management and there will be no maturity until you get wisdom in the natural realm of how to manage spiritual things naturally. That level of wisdom is required for the book of Acts. Now, to go back to the book of the Garden of Eden is a whole nother level of maturity, but it has to begin with Acts. You have to do the Acts of the Holy Spirit before you do the Acts of the Lamb, and you have to do the Acts of the Lamb before you do the Acts of God the Father. And the acts of God the Father are above the Son. The acts of the Lamb, the Son of Righteousness, Malachi chapter 4, are in the Son. And the acts of the Holy Spirit is your management and stewardship under the Son. And so the secret stairway of the sky will appear to you when you do the acts of the Holy Spirit with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this is the real key. This is what Paul teaches in all of his epistles that in everything you're doing right now, as long as it's not prostitution, crack dealing, those obvious sins that were just terminated upon conversion. The Bible terminated that level of wickedness when they get saved. That's why Mary Magdalene and all these other people, they were not going back to their previous jobs, whatever they were, because those things are terminated when you're born again, when you're following the Spirit, when your spirit's regenerated, when seven demons are driven out of you, you're not going back to however those seven demons got in you. Now, you can go back to fishing because fishing ain't a sin, amen? You can fish all day for all I care, as long as you're fishing for the Lord and not for man, because God creates you fishers of men, amen? And you can fish for lobsters, too. We love lobster, crustaceans. Peter's sheet come down. Arise, Peter, kill and eat. And we don't have any butts left in us, so we go up there and it's a buffet of shrimp every day. I love me some crustacean glory. That's like going into the stars. It's like practicing righteousness, practically. Amen. Put some butter on that, too. Some Job 29 favor on that lobster. Some of y'all need some lobster bisque. And just chill out. On that ice where the shrimp is. And as long as that cocktail sauce is spicy, we good. I ate so much shrimp, I got iodine poisoning. And there's nothing wrong with that, amen? 
For it is written, they shall drink deadly poison and it shall not harm them. Mark 16. Potini has my witness. Numbers 5.10. Each one shall keep his holy donations. Whatever anyone gives to the priest shall be his. And every contribution, all the holy donations of the people of Israel which they bring to the priest shall be his, Numbers 5, 9, and 10. Can you imagine the audacity of these people laying down donations at the feet of the apostles and say, now you make sure you use that to buy carrots for your donkey. Now you make sure that gets to Shadrach. Can you imagine a people that are so bold to tell the priest what to do with the money? You know that's sin? Now I know where you're at, so I'm, I'm, you're forgiven and grace abounds because of our level of maturity, but that's actually sin. So you have to understand that following the apostolic and the prophetic is honoring them in their inner man's maturity and using finances to dictate the head of the body is blasphemy. It's total sorcery. And you deal with it everywhere in the Laodicean church. I've dealt with these wicked people constantly since full-time ministry in the USA. They will try to buy their control over the apostleship and over prophecy. You see it everywhere. It's common. You can buy prayers now for $1,500 a prayer. There's people online selling their prayers for $1,500 each. And there's many people buying them. I was shocked. I didn't even know these realms existed. We're so discipled in the prophetic and apostolic and persecuted. I didn't understand how bad it was out there and what the devil was doing with the Christians. It's really, really awesome what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are doing out there. Now, it's more awesome what the tree of life's doing in here, but you need to understand what they're doing out there. It's whoredom. It is absolute whoredom to the kingdom of hell and pagan false Christianity everywhere out there. And the standard needs to be so much living waters, crystal clear and sparkling, that you're so separated from it that when you see some of this stuff that gets exposed before your eyes, you're utterly shocked and terrified by the situation. And it should be terrifying. It should shock you. Went through Ezekiel today. God the Father led Ezekiel into all the sins of the people. Look at what they're doing over here. Look at what, and he's like, that's nothing. And Jesus brought him on a sin tour of all the sins of Israel in the book of Ezekiel in the Bible. Why? Because he's the high priest. He has to clean the people. And some of the stuff, we just live in our own little caves and we don't understand it. It's like, that's not, that's not my problem. If you are a royal priesthood, you are your neighbor's keeper. It is your problem. It influences you. You need to wash them. And if they don't want to be washed, remove the ignorance from them with your breastplate of judgment and have the earth eject them off the earth into the lake of fire which would be the loving thing to do with true agape from above to tolerate the persons of the wicked in the earth is to allow satan and his kingdom to still be down here in the guise of christianity which is actually hating your neighbor spare the rod spoil the child spoil there means to make it utterly worthless of no eternal value so if you are not using the rod of correction out of the sanctified part of your spirit, soul, and mind, and bone and marrow towards your neighbor, guess what? You are not yet walking in any righteousness. What's the anointing for? The Bible tells you to walk in righteousness. 
to punish wickedness, to punish evil. Breastplate of righteousness? Yes. What is it? The breastplate of judgment. Same exact thing in the Old Testament. High priest ephod is called the breastplate of judgment. So when Paul's talking about the armor of God, he's referencing you being a royal priesthood more than conquerors, putting on the judgment of the high priest over your souls and letting your soul get so completely incinerated by God's holiness. He'll burn a hole right in your heart. We say there's a God-shaped hole in every heart. Well, there's a black hole, that's true. But when God comes in with his light, there's a white hole. And from that hole in your heart, the circumcision in your heart, pours forth the river of life. So that everyone around you can drink directly from the throne of God through the temples of the Holy Spirit. So they're not just mixing their air with Satan because you tolerate wickedness in your relationships, in your houses, in your communities, in your neighborhoods, on your street. But you've raised a standard and condemned wickedness which is what the Bible prescribes in Hebrews 11 of righteousness. Noah, a righteous man, raised the standard of uprightness of his own heart and condemned lawlessness, condemned rebellion, condemned all the fallen angel technology at its pinnacle in the book of, of Noah, which we have fragments of in the book of Enoch which we're going to get into majorly in the coming days in the Apocrypha. And it's extremely important and one of the main reasons why the Western church doesn't have any wisdom over the fallen angels right now is because we don't have the Apocrypha in our Bibles and we're religious in unrighteous judgment towards the books that the fallen angels took out through wicked priests and wicked leaders that would give you a power and a vision and a wisdom to destroy your oppressors if you knew the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha is not optional. The Apocrypha was scripture that was considered scripture that evil, wicked leaders took out to manipulate and control you through religious sorcery. So the sorcerers had an agenda. The religious leaders, which were often the kings, Constantine, the popes, all of the kings in the royal families of Europe, even the founding fathers and the Luciferian Kabbalists of the 13 original colonies with their 13 stars. And those stars weren't from the tree of life, y'all. That was from the checkerboard of Freemasonry. And I think you better recognize you've been under Kabbalists in the guise of Christianity for the last 500 years in universal civilization and it ends now and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that pretended to be the tree of life in Kabbalah will be swallowed up by the staff of our righteousness through our uprightness and heart and our absolute pure worship and devotion of God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord and you'll have real Christianity, the apostolic witness of the resurrection that most Christians are opposing right now because they've been taught paganism. They've been taught all kinds of nasty lies so that they would fight the sons of God 
the leaders of the body instead of fighting Satan and his angels, which has been my experience the last 17 years in full-time ministry, that I'm mainly fighting born-again charismatic believers that should be supporting us, helping us, encouraging us. They have become the arch nemesis because of how much the fallen angels have deceived the charismatic believers, the Pentecostal believers, the last hundred years into Jezebel worship and have completely rejected a spirituality above their little box or their sandbox or their building made by human hands. And so we become fearful and intimidated by everything we don't know or understand. But Daniel said that knowledge shall increase and not just the knowledge of good and evil, because that's already increased. That's not what he's talking about. It's the revelation knowledge of the glory that shall in increase that will remove the paranoia that the believers have towards the unknown mysteries of righteousness, towards the unknown mysteries of wisdom, towards the unknown power of the age to come, towards the unknown door that's open in the heavens of Revelation 4.1, that the earthly will you'll just gradually come out of it into the heavenly by simply maturing and growing in Christ without 100,000 people attacking you round about you to not go up into the mature things of Christ. The reason why they do that in all the earth right now is because of the angels of light that deceive. Come on now, you know it's true. The reason why the nations, your brothers and sisters, everyone experiences a job. Everyone and their grandma starts praying against you witchcraft prayers and word curses when you begin to ascend one step off of the surface of the earth in the secret stairway of the sky. Once you start actually practicing any uprightness, any true ascension, they begin to attack you and try to pull you back down into the sand, into the dirt, into religion, into charismatic witchcraft under the principality of Jezebel because people are totally and completely hypnotized by these principalities right now. They are certain that what they are experiencing is the truth. And what's deceptive is that all light has come from God, but not all light is used for God. This is what the fallen angels do. They sit outside the gates and rob the light from inside the gates and then tell everyone down below, this is the way, walk in it, and it's the way of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and it's a cosmic Kabbalah. So even the ones with good intentions who start to obey that light from their, their leaders in ignorance are taking paths of darkness into the heavens apart from the sheep gate outside the city gates. Outside the city gates is outside the internal realm of the stars. It's Old Testament Kabbalah practiced en masse called charismatic Christianity as you know it right now. And almost all of them are in ignorance and we're about to have a prison break and destroy Jezebel and the cap of the Kabbalah and the false tree of life, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, off the believers in the whole world. And the whole world will have an open heavens where you can be taught righteousness and you can be taught true inside the 12 pearls, inside the 12 stars of the crown of life on the bride of Christ's head in Revelation 12.1 at a purity that you can maintain inside the gate seven stardom with seven lightnings to guard the realm so that nothing outside the gates can attack you, kill, steal, and destroy ever again. 
What they've done is completely perverted the path of righteousness by light manipulation, angels of light that deceive. We might get into that in Peter, we'll see. So that the path of walking with Jesus Christ looks like this path that goes up into the sky or this path down on earth of being good and they will accept you in different levels of naturality and spirituality as long as it's apart from the way of Jesus into the sun, the bridegroom's chambers. So Kabbalah, sorcery, paganism, all the fallen angels, they have changed the path in almost all believers' minds. So when you start walking in actual uprightness and righteousness, they attack the ones on the right path, the narrow way. And they all think their way is the right way in buildings made by human hands, under their leaders, under their false gods, under their church building elders and all the stuff in those old systems of earthly Christianity and the seven churches of Asia Minor that become all the churches on the earth that you will graduate from the earthly into the heavenly and in order to do that there has to be an illumination of why you were on the earth the last 2000 years and why so few ascended into actual righteousness why so few actually had their faces shine as the sun that is not supposed to be amongst just one out of a million mystics that just got it as a sovereign gift during the Middle Ages, or the one out of 10 million that have it now today as a sovereign prophetic gift and everyone looks up to, but they don't even understand what they're walking in. They don't even have the revelation because God will put that stuff on prophets and the prophets will never understand it their whole life. It's true. Just because you have prophetic gifting doesn't mean you have the wisdom, doesn't mean you have the circumcision of heart. Half of them are God outside-minded bewitched. That's why you gotta stay crucified, you gotta stay in the fountain of the Lamb, and you gotta stay drinking. Otherwise, the thinking of even the gifts that come from God are all perverted for self and soul, even the good intentions of not being soulish and selfish, but just pointing them up into some kind of tree of life into the heavenlies, and they're actually in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that also is up in the heavenlies. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is cosmic, it's outside the gates of the tree of life that's inside the stars. Now understand this clearly. The tree of life is inside each star that obeys its orbit. And each star is named by God the Father according to Psalms, which is an attribute and character quality of God the Father's nature as his name is progressively written on your forehead by obeying that character quality step by step through Enoch's path of the stars, also known as the seven lightnings. And if you're faithful with that light in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, you can keep ascending with more and more of the Father's lights working in you as a good steward. If it goes into selfishness, you simply leave the 12 gates of that star. There's no more pearls, no more purity, and it becomes a perverted form outside the gates of that star with your Father's name in it, and that's called Kabbalah and sorcery. So the sorcerers are all outside the gates, that's what scripture says, and so are the dogs and everyone who loves the lie. What's the lie? It's the perversion of the Father's truth. What did the fallen angels do in the beginning? Perverted what God the Father said to them. Did God really say? So lies 
and the father of lies, the dragon's tail who swept one third of the stars, is practicing light that's been perverted, that's no longer used for the pure worship of the father inside the gates of the stars. They're outside the gates of each star and they pretend to be those stars. That's why Kabbalah calls it the tree of life when in fact it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen! Amen! Mm. I'm glad we could record that. 77 degrees out today in Minneapolis. If that's not a sign and wonder, you need to pray about it. Why are the lukewarm worse than the cold? That's the question everyone who practices righteousness is asking right now. Why are the lukewarm worse off than the cold? Because they have no fear of the Lord before their eyes. Even the demons shudder, scripture says, but the lukewarm believers do not. They mock the breastplate of judgment. They mock the higher things of uprightness of heart. That's why it is more dangerous to be lukewarm, Laodicean, than it is to be called as a sorcerer, according to Jesus Christ in the Bible. Disobedience and financial giving to the apostles was punishable by death and eternal damnation in hell in the book of Acts. It shall also be so in the new earth that the chief apostles of the Lamb, those 12 pearls, which is the purification of walking in the 12 names of the 12 tribes and the 12 pearls of the 12 apostles, because if you read the Bible, all the stars in the heavens were given to Israel. And the 12 tribes of Israel are all named after the 12 constellations and Dinah, the daughter of Israel, the 13th, which is all named after the stars. So to be an Israelite was to be a gate and a star keeper that's written in the Old Testament everywhere. Now you mix that with the New Testament. It's the purification of Christ to practice inside the stars. What's the difference between Old Covenant and New Covenant? I'm so glad you asked. Old Covenant is practicing outside the stars because you don't have the pearls of the apostle's name. Apostle is the highest level of refinement of heart and purity of heart and circumcision of heart and mind with the 12 pearls of the 12 names of the apostles written in the gates of the new Jerusalem, it is the refinement and purification to practice righteousness, not just outside the stars in the Old Testament, but inside the stars in the new covenant without shadows. That's why there were shadows in the Old Testament, because they practiced the constellations and the stars in righteousness. They didn't worship the stars. Don't misunderstand me. Men and women of righteousness practice the light of the stars, and that's everywhere in the Old Testament if you read it. But they're all in the New Testament now, which means they're in Jesus Christ. They're inside that light without type and shadow now because they've all been ascended into the cloud of witnesses in the heavenly Jerusalem. Truth anyhow. So anyone who practices the stars in outside of them is practicing sorcery. Anyone who practices the the stars inside them is practicing righteousness because of the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb that purify your hearts and your minds from all sorcery and doggery and lies and sexual morality and pharmacia, drugs and alcohol that is all forbidden outside the gates according to the book of Revelation. 
Those are the prerequisites to be inside the stars instead of outside the stars, which is Old Testament, also known now as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. They, the Old Testament had them eat all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was what the Old Covenant was. You eat the whole thing, you have the knowledge of everything. And we're going to do it through animal sacrifice. We'll get you high, high, high. Then the Messiah is going to come. And all that's going to be transferred inside the stars into the true tree of life, inside the 12 pearls, inside the gates, inside the Son of Righteousness, with healing in his wings and beams. And the roots of both trees begin in earth and under the earth. That's why you need the roots of David, the faithfulness of the seven spirits of God, which is the roots of the tree of life, and how you're faithful with the roots of the tree, the seven spirits of God's Holy Spirit in your hearts, in your bowels, in your spirits, in your minds, and in your bones and marrow and organs, and how you are faithful using your bodies for the seven spirits of God determines how high you can actually go inside the tree of life. And then once you go up a little higher, you're just faithful and more. You learn more. You might screw up several times. You might get into pride. But then you'll have to drink the blood of Jesus, humble yourself, take up your cross, follow him, and then you go back in. So to say that people live inside the city gates is total rubbish. Most are still outside the city gates because they're in the shadows of the stars, which is your biological existence as a human being, if you did not know that. Welcome to science and spirituality as one with no duality, with no religiosity, with no double-mindedness. They're the same thing. The stars praise the Lord. They are all named after God's attributes. Outside them is all the confusion. And that's why you're confused. Because you're not pure of heart. You're not practicing righteousness. You're not upright of heart. Repent and change your hearts and your minds to agree with the truth. And your spirit is the truth. To agree with the seven spirits of God. To agree with God's Holy Spirit at a Jesus Christ messianic level of the anointing of the seven spirits of God and to begin practicing His righteousness as a gift of grace into your spirit and growing in His graces for His pure worship. And you will rise from the dead and you will no longer be earthly. You'll begin to progressively shine ever brighter in the heavenly. The Bible says of them, their faces will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father forever. That's Jesus Christ in the Red Letter Ministries. That their faces will shine forth as the sun, S-U-N, in the kingdom of their father forever. That's the promise of righteousness. It's the promise of everyone walking like Noah who opened his eyes and stars flowed right out of his eyes and he worshiped the God of heaven in his infancy. That's infancy in Christ, people. Noah, born, levitating and glowing and lighting up the inside of houses is how everyone will be born during the millennium age in Jesus' name. That's the standard of sons of God, that you're glowing, beaming, radiant. And some of you, you've never even had the real Jesus in you because Jesus is not based on the light of the Father and the names of the Father in the stars. Now the stars don't save you, the Father saves you by sending the Son into the world. So you're not worshiping the stars, you're not worshiping idolatry, but if you have any trust in anything other than Jesus, you've already worshiped the stars and the things you made with your hand, and you're currently practicing idolatry even though you're judging revelation higher than you can comprehend right now. So you're already sinning while you're sinning. That's why you have to humble yourself and do a school 
of righteousness. You need to humble yourself into a school of actual ancient wisdom of the path of Enoch, righteousness, and the path of Elijah, wisdom. And my experience thus far in Christianity has been under the sun is the river of life in the path of Elijah. Elijah was the river of life. He was the ministry of the roots of David. He was the ministry of the Holy Spirit, but it was under the sun. Everywhere you read about it, Old Testament, New Testament, Elijah was under the sun. He controlled weather. He moved around the mountaintops in a chariot of fire, but it was still under the sun. Above the sun where you're going is the path of Enoch. So it's Enoch and Elijah, two different paths of two different men that both in their generation overcame death and never died. One did it under the sun through wisdom. The other did it above the sun through righteousness. You will need both these heavenly witnesses as the two witnesses that torment all the Laodicean lukewarm everywhere in the world you read about in Revelation. You will need Elijah's wisdom and you will need Enoch's righteousness in this generation to thrive, not just make it, to prosper, to come out of Egypt, which is the earthly and idolatry and the shadows and Kabbalah and the knowledge of good and evil and all of your deception and false pagan Christianity that you think is Jesus worship, which is actually devil worship. And you have to come out of all those systems and to begin practicing the river of life, being fully God inside minded. Then the spirit of Elijah by the seven spirits of God, the ministry of the true prophet, the prophetic will lead you up into the high places. And as you're refined in fire, the seven blazing torches of the seven spirits of God, you will go up in Elijah's fire in Elijah's chariot. Amen. Elijah is here bringing judgment in the land and so is Enoch to everyone who walks in the narrow path. They all know the way of Elijah and they all know the way of Enoch. Any other Christianity is just paganism. It's all Laodicean. It's wide path of destruction. It's totally irrelevant. Jesus set the standard as the base foundation of New Testament Christianity. He said it was John the Baptist. That's what Jesus Christ said. The base foundation of the new covenant will be the level of John the Baptist. And he was the Elijah that was to come and he was the river ministry. Okay. Now one greater than him is here. One greater than Solomon's here and the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist than Elijah, because now you're not just under the sun. You're beginning to practice someone greater than Solomon under the sun, which is Enoch above the sun. It's true. Enoch above the sun, Solomon, what did he say a thousand times in his writings? Under the sun. Under the sun is the control of Kabbalah using that which is outside the stars. Okay, You need to understand Kabbalah as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, Because it is. You need revelation. You need illumination of the spirit of truth. It's essential that these teachings be laid. Otherwise, you cannot become the mature sons of God because you have no understanding of the universe or the fall or what's going on in the world. It'll just be totally oblivious, clueless, like sheep without a shepherd, and you will suffer ter terribly. My people perish for lack of revelation. You need this revelation. You need this understanding. You need a teaching that illuminates the mysteries of the world so that you can have a biblical perspective with the Apocrypha, which was scripture taken out of the Bible by the fallen angels and bad leaders 
throughout the centuries, for a thousand years, they would burn anyone at the stake as a witch. If you read the book of Enoch, you need to understand that the Roman Catholic Church murdered, this is true now, do your research, murdered anyone who read the book of Enoch for a thousand years. And you just really just take it for granted. Oh, Rebecca put it up on YouTube for a thousand years. If you were a believer in Jesus and looked at the words of that book, you'd be arrested and killed by the priests of the Roman Catholic Church. And that's a fact because that book contains righteousness that is essential for this Enochian generation to walk in in order to destroy permanently the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It'll be sealed off from existence for a thousand years. That's what it means, guys, that you can't even go into the shadows. They'll look for death and not find it. You can't even eat from the counterfeit. There'll be no Kabbalah, no sorcery, no dogs, no lies, for a thousand years, and I believe eternally, but it just means a day in the Lord is a thousand years, for a millennium reign of Christians who become Christ-like, which is a lot more than just morality and just being good and just not sinning and, and not doing the wrong thing and not lying and not exaggerating. All this external discipline that you think is Christianity that is absolute humanism and has nothing to do with God whatsoever. To be divine through human means is blasphemy. That's what religion, it's the practice of the fallen angels. And that's how bad it is out there right now that half the people, even in RLM, are practicing that. And they think they're just right with God through some kind of morality or some kind of goodness in their humanity. That That is as deceived as it gets, guys. You can't get any more bewitched than that than being good in animal form. That is saying that I'm good in the curse of the fall as a human being. You can't get more deceived than that. And there's half of the people in RLM are like that, and we're the vanguard, so that's how it gets worse the further and further you get from RLM. Truth, anyhow. It gets way worse out there to the point where you're buying $1,500 prayers. And that's what they're doing out there now. So, the situation, I tell you what, it's always perfect in the tree of life. God never changes. His names are in every one of those stars. The issue is finding the narrow path within and taking it up by the seven spirits of God in the same obedience as Elijah. And that's the only purpose that you're down here anyway. What else are you going to do with your life? You're going to walk with God and pleasure and please God in pure worship. You're going to enjoy him. Every elevation of obedience to the acts of the Holy Spirit in your heart produces greater purity in your soul. You know that? How do we get up into these elevations? I'm glad you asked. By obedience to the Holy Ghost and doing the works of the Holy Spirit with your inner man, with the part of you that he birthed when you were first conceived by God in the Holy Spirit and in the water, born again, born of God, which means you're born a Jesus, also known as a Christian. We say, oh, Jesus out here. That's because you worship the devil. Jezebel's still your God. You're, you're not even a Christian yet. You're born again of God, which is you're born a Jesus. That is so foreign to this fake Laodicean church. I'm at war against the devil here now. For your hearts to get it, for your minds to be renewed by it, for the elevation of your bones to go in design. We want you to become overcomers of the world. 
These things need to be basic apostolic foundations. You are born again a Jesus. You're not becoming a Jesus. You're born a Jesus. Now, if you let your spirit be fathered by God, Jesus will grow up in you as a fresh, tender shoot. But if your soul adds some kind of external additions, you're bewitched trying to finish in the flesh what began in the spirit. And you can't even step one foot in the narrow way. You'll just go up into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. you just go up in Kabbalah. You just go up in the devil. You just go up in white jambres, black janes, magicians of Egypt, sorcery, self-justification, self-protection. The apostles become your enemies and you become the next round of betrayers of Red Letter Ministries. And that's what it is, is because they take a different path in the soul that they think is the same as the spirit as infants in Christ. Truth anyhow! You are born again a Jesus, not a sinner, because you have been born of God. Now, from your spirit, live for the pure, worshipful obedience of your Father in Heaven. They had 46 likes. Not too shabby. <coughs> They're like, people pleasing, shut up. Numbers 12.3 Now the man Moses was very humble. Gentle, kind, devoid of self-righteousness, more than any man who was on the face of the earth. And then the Babylon B. Jesus is aware last night that your harvest festival was really just a Halloween party. <laughs> okay. We passed the financial tests. We're living inside the Twelve Pearls. We're remembering the chief apostles. The pioneers of the apostolic of the whole world. It's really absolute truth. Rebecca and I doing this thing with very little help whatsoever. With like 25 partners. Thank you for those that stepped up today. It's no small thing when the revelation of finances goes forth. It's no small thing when you begin to, to obey out of apostolic teaching and revelation. People in our society will say, man, that's like brown nosing, that's like manipulation. That's actually called obedience, but it's so far from this lukewarm church that they mock obedience to God. It's sick out there. But the truth is, Rebecca and I have been pioneering wisdom and righteousness and these realms of the tree of life to completely destroy the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for a very, very long time. So paying all the tens of thousands of dollars of kingdom bills today as the head of the body, Rebecca and I pay on the first of the month every month for the management of heaven on earth. As you tithe to your apostles, be filled with new lights and abilities from the true seven stars of God the Father in all your spirit, soul, mind, and body for pure worship and excellence of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you're not a partner, sign up today. If you're not a tither, repent and start tithing. 10% minimum, if that hurts your feelings, you're serving devils. It's just, it's so bizarre that a 10% is a painful, hard thing to do. I know it's hard when you have other gods, but you need to understand that's basic level that your heart is not attached to the realm of the natural. It's basic beginner level obedience.
is the 10%. From there, you should be excited to go up higher in your abilities of excellence in the works of the Holy Spirit and your craftsmanship and all of it to be a bigger blessing to building the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're working for man and not for God, tithing is hard for you. If you're working for God, not for man, you always want to tithe more and it's exciting to build the kingdom. And if you don't have that excitement for building God's kingdom, the love of money and the roots of all evil are in your heart instead of the roots of David. That's why financial obedience is the foundation of your very spirit to begin even lifting out of the dirt of the earth. And half the people in RLM don't have that. There are many people in our leadership group that don't have that. And in the coming days, you will remove yourself because you're already offended because of your own disobedience to the apostolic commandment. And it's real. And you'll see it before your eyes that you've already been told. Truth in you. <laughs> and we're not happy. We don't rejoice in anyone's destruction. I always encourage obedience every day. It's the same exact standard I apply to myself Rebecca applies to herself, and it's just normal apostolic righteousness. It's normal obedience in Elijah and in Enoch. It's not too hard. It's very reasonable. In fact, it becomes fun and thrilling to obey God in the excellence of the acts of the Holy Spirit, in the excellence of the acts of the Lamb and the greater works, which Jesus said you'll do, because he's going to the Father, which is the works of the cosmic tree of life, doing the excellent works of the Father that Rebecca and I are stepping into. She's been in it a couple years. I'm stepping into this season, having conquered Jezebel, my last arch nemesis, as Elijah. So it's going to get really good. First Peter 2. So be done with every trace of wickedness depravity, malignity, and all deceit, and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges, envy, jealousy, slander, and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. Amplify Classic. Completed salvation, which means so you can transfer that born-again God sperm genetic new creature in Christ and save the heart through circumcision and the mind through renewal. Be circumcised of heart, Romans 2, to become the Israel of God, which is celestial, and then be transfigured by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, so that your mind can be always submitted to the Spirit, for out of your heart flows rivers. And if the mind never gets renewed and just stays dull and all the senses, the five senses stay dirty, you can't practice the river. That's why you got to keep drinking until your senses are clean. And the Bible teaches that infants can drink. What do we do when we're freshly born again? 75% of the people in Red Ministries are infants in Christ. We have some mature ones. We have some people walking the secret stairway in the sky. There's all different levels of maturity. Ultimately, we want everyone to be the angel above the sun of Revelation. We need righteousness practiced in the path of Enoch. And that's not even optional because we're not going to have 
the universal body of Christ and the government of God and the rulership of the heavenly Jerusalem until we have that level of maturity with 144,000. And ultimately, that's what we're going to produce in the coming years. Now we just need people to drink the pure spiritual milk that's undefiled, that's perfect, from the hearts of the true apostles and prophets to purify your hearts and minds in the path of righteousness. You'll begin to be illuminated to this path. It's not going to be some mystery anymore. Revelation demystifies mysteries. Sacred secrets, mystic mysteries made simple at a kindergarten level so that you could be five years old tuning in and drink the milk and have it illuminated before your mind and understand deep spiritual concepts from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not making it hard. This is not complicated. The purer your heart is, the purer your mind is, the more effortless and easy the ascension is of Elijah and Enoch, of wisdom and the seven spirits of God and the cosmic tree of life. The simpler and easier the angelic is over the animalic. If it's, compli if it's complicated, it's only for one reason, and I've learned this in the last 23 years, I've learned this. If it's hard, it's only because of lust and immorality and impurity in your own hearts and minds. The impurity makes this path impossible. You need to understand, they said this is impossible. It was easy for Jesus, why? He was perfectly pure. He says, my yoke is easy and light. The disciples, the apostles, had not yet received the Spirit to circumcise their hearts. To their eyes, as carnal minds, or in animal forms as human beings in the flesh, it was impossible because of how impure they were. If this teaching is hard for you, it simply exposes how impure your spirit, soul, mind, and body is. The Holy Spirit sanctifies you by simply letting him purify you. Then, walking with Christ, walking with the Holy Ghost, walking with the Spirit of Truth into all truth, going from glory to glory under the sun, gets easier and easier the purer and purer you get. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted himself up which means no self-promotion through what you think is obedience in your brain. That's blasphemy. That's beast that gets thrown in the lake of fire. There's self-promotion is blasphemy. You need the seven spirits of God to promote you, which means lift you up by your pure service and humility to anything the seven spirits of God in your hearts commands you to do. And he's a commander of angel armies. He gives you commandments. If you love me, you obey my commandments. Holy Ghost does not give us suggestions. If you are disobedient to the Holy Spirit right now, in the seven spirits of God in your hearts, just forget the narrow way. Repent and return and obey the last thing the Spirit of God told you to do and it will purify your heart, it'll purify your spirit, purify your waters, and your waters will go up and purify your soul and your emotions and your mind and your thoughts and your will, which is the movement of your bones. And it'll all clear up and it'll all get very, very easy and very, very light. The purer you are in spirit, soul, mind, and body, the easier and the lighter the way of the Lord is. 
Now the way the Lord shines ever brighter. The way the Lord is the conquering of death. He defeated every enemy on the cross. Few Christians have ever walked in it because they're sideways of heart. I need to go over here. I need to do this over there. You need to go up, man. You're in the wide path of destruction. You're not even walking in the way of Jesus. Your Christianity is lateral. You are completely off course in the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is up on the inside. And then once you're up on the inside, you might have freedom to go different places and descend according to how high you've ascended inside by obedience to the Holy Spirit where you're at right now, planted like a tent peg. But if you need to go out laterally in order to get something from God and I'm obeying the Spirit to go here, go over there, what is Satan doing in Job? Here and there, the Bible says, going laterally. That's when you're following Lucifer and not the Holy Spirit, which most Christians do. And then self-justify and self-promote and all this garbage and I've suffered for Jesus, I'm a martyr and I've been so persecuted. No, you're a devil worshiper. You have no rewards. That's not the narrow path. There's no stardom in you. There's no circumcision in your heart. You're not even God inside-minded. You haven't even stepped one foot on the way of the Lord. Repent, find the secret stairway, find obedience, have an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost, get into the Word, circumcise your heart, and ascend right where you're at, in your house, in your car, in your city, right there in Jesus' name. Then it will all clear up, and you'll no longer be a lateral false Christian. You'll be a vertical true Christian. The way the Lord's vertical, guys. Upright. Up. Right. What is Jesus Christ's name in the Old Testament? Most High God. Few have ever known him. Know a lot about him from the Bible and church, which is usually just paganism, but they don't actually know him. If we knew him, what would we be doing? This temple is his church. Where am I taking this temple? I'm not going laterally with the temple. Are you insane? I'm going vertically with the temple. We're ascending into Zion. Let us go up to the house of the Lord. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Let us go into Jerusalem, 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 the ravishing city of my ecstasy. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands a pure heart with no lifting up of themselves, which is no self-promotion through lateral works, usually from familiar spirits telling you to do, 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 do. And if you got the doo-doo on you, you got the voodoo on you. Doo-doo voodoo. Witchcraft. Bewitched. Got to do, 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 do. You need to let the Holy Spirit in your inner man do the works unless the Lord does the works the laborers labor in vain and say I've heard this from the Lord well, I'd like to see the fruit is your face shining like the Sun do you have joy unspeakable full of glory is there peace like a river I haven't heard one new revelation from you since you were born again there's no evidence that you're walking with God God whispers his secrets into those whose inner man is white and pure as lamb and the sun of righteousness has risen in their heart with all kinds of revelations in their minds constantly. But if you're just repeat after Brandon copycat, there's no evidence that anything you're walking in on the inside is actually your own personal revelation. You need to bring your own revelation to the temple. If the roots of David are lifting you up on the inside, you need to add to the tree of life since you're a member of this body. And if there's no addition, no building up, no encouraging, no edification of spirit, there's no evidence that you're even flowing in the sap of the tree of life. Because every member of this body brings something new into the body. And if it's some old 500-year Martin Luther post, if it's some old Joel's Bar parrot, just copycat Brandon, 
if it's just something that someone else already brought and it's not unique from your own spirit, your spirit's dead right now and you're bewitched. So God wants a fresh spring to spring up in you so you can bring your own revelation, your own nutrients, your own leaves, your own healing of the tree of life right up from your spirit, right through your heart, out your mind. He's given you a voice to many waters. Out of your belly flows rivers. That's the basic standard of being born again is being born of the spirit and the water. And the water is the voice of Jesus, the voice of many waters. There are many believers that speak in the waters of life, and there's life in their words. Many have never said one revelatory thing to me, and they think they're in right standing with God. You're not in right standing with God. You need to repent in your heart, find the well of salvation, get an intimate washing, drink from that well, drink, 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 until you're bringing out of your own spring of life new things from the Father through your uniqueness as the gemstone of the Father's crown. Amen. You need to get born again again. You need a total renewal. And I tell you the truth, people think, well, we get around powerful apostles and prophets. I tell you what, the only reason why the apostles get powerful is because they're building others up. It's called sowing and reaping. Seed time and harvest remain forever. If we're faithful and little, he gives us much. Everything I've ever received from my Father, I've tried to multiply in your spirit for your own manifestation of your own intimate relationship with God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ to advance the kingdom of heaven. It's not to produce cookie-cutter Christians. It's produce unique sons of God, 144,000 of 12 tribes and all kinds of clans and families in total obedience inside the city gates in total purity of the 12 pearls to manifest and glorify the names of the Father. And your expressions will be amazing. They'll be like di diamonds with no refraction of light, with rainbows shooting out your heads. The important thing of the re renewed mind of Christ is that it's a diamond, and the reason why it's called the diamond mind of Christ is because it reflects, it completely conducts the light and the purity of the Father and the Lamb and the sevenfold Holy Spirit with no shadows, with no additions. And you were created for that. To be a conductor or a temple of all of his light. In him there is no darkness at all. Until all you see inside those bodies is the Holy of Holies. Well, it's not the Holy of Holies anymore. There's no Holy of Holies in the New Testament if you read the Bible. The veil's been torn asunder. That's not biblical. In the New Covenant, it's the Father himself. The Bible says, now the throne of God is inside men and it's inside women. It's inside anyone who obeys him and lives their life in the excellence of works for him. Without the excellence of works, there's no evidence of faith whatsoever. Faith without works is death, it is written. Which means you have to have in the realm of the natural the exact evidence of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Otherwise, you're the most deceived people in the entire world. People are like, I haven't done anything wrong and their house looks like a rat's nest. I haven't sinned. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm trying to obey everything you say at Joel's bar. And, and everything is in disorder in your whole life because you have not actually begun to walk in wisdom or the path of Elijah. People just sit there and intellectually apply it to their own brain and never have the fruits of the Spirit. Ever seeing, never perceiving, ever hearing, never understanding, lest they repent and find the narrow way. You need to repent with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God's offering you a salvation experience today in the river of Elijah 
to begin manifesting all the knowledge you've been learning into your brain. And some of you are going to suffer a major, major death to self and life to Christ. And that's why you're reluctant to apply the stuff you've heard in your head into your heart because it's going to cost you your head for the head of Christ, the, the head of days, the head of the 12 and 13 constellations, the head of stars, the head of lights, the father of lights. It's going to cost you all kinds of stuff that you think that you've already given up. You haven't given up nothing. The sacrifice thus far in Christianity is elementary. It's total infancy. Those who have died in the martyr field, those who have died in missions, I tell you the truth, even the price the greatest men and women have paid the last 2,000 years is nothing to where we're going in the millennium age. The kingdom age is light years beyond anything you've ever seen during the church age. Don't get stuck in the church age, in the glory of the church age. That's a fading glory, and it's mixed with Kabbalah, and it's mixed with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it's mixed with religion, and it's mixed with animal manure of the human flesh. It's an abomination. It's called the beast. It'll be thrown in the lake of fire. We're going to have a pure, cosmic tree of life, celestial, bright morning star, roots of David, Elijah, Enoch, wisdom of the ages, walking around on clouds, levitating, revelating in the purity of the springs of the latter rains, and every single promise, yes and amen, at a Father God level of light, not just in theory, in physicality. And that's where you miss people in bewitchment. This is coming physically. The name of the Father is the physical stars and their lights destroying the darkness of the shadows of paganism and Christianity. And why people are still earthly? Because we've had the shadow forms outside of the city gates. Outside of the 12 pearls. Outside of the refinement and the purity and the internal obedience and the obedience of thought and the obedience of internal resurrection and ascension becoming the living amongst the dead. Philippians chapter 3. Moral and spiritual resurrection while in the body where this temple it has all the path of the lightnings and all the liquid lightnings of the true cosmic river of life funneled through it, outpouring on the earth into all the elements, all the molecules, all the atoms completely struck with the real cosmic river of life, without just the earthly river of life that we've had so far in the church age. You've been upgraded from the earthly to the heavenly in the drinking of the river of life. Now the river of life is not just gonna have the fishes flowing in it and all this mixture down here under the sun with Jezebel in it, with, with the drinkers being perverts and the drinkers being full of the sorceries of Janay's poverty and Janay's pride and sorcery and Janay's stubbornness and Jambre's worldly wisdom and Jambre's false wisdom, all that will be completely annihilated by a cleaner, purer, brighter drink of the river, crystal clear and sparkling. It sparkles because of the stars in it and the stars will be stewarded by a people that will love God the Father's name written on their foreheads and they will not shut down a higher purification. They'll embrace it, they'll drink it. Who can drink the cup of the Father? You can, as the manifesting sons of God. Amen. Amen.
Since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord, come to him then, so that the living stone which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight, come and, like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. For thus it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious, chief cornerstone. And he who believes in him, who adheres to, trusts and relies on him, shall never be disappointed or put to shame. To you, then, who believe, who adhere to, trust in, and rely on him, is the preciousness. But for those who disbelieve, it is true, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the main cornerstone, the axis of life. And a stone that will cause stumbling and a rock that will give men offense. They stumble because they disobey and disbelieve God's word as those who reject him were destined and appointed to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. It's a year of mercy. Might seem like judgment. This is mercy because you're learning the breastplate of judgment, which is mercy. Beloved, I implore you as aliens and strangers and exiles in this world to abstain from the sensual urges, the evil desires, the passions of the flesh, your lower nature that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves properly, honorably, righteously among the Gentiles, so that although they may slander you as evildoers, yet they may be witnessing your good deeds come to glorify God in the day of inspection when God shall look upon you wanderers as a pastor or shepherd looks over his flock. Be submissive to every human institution and authority for the sake of the Lord, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to bring vengeance, punishment, justice to those who do wrong and to encourage those who do good service. For it is God's will and intention that by doing right your good and honest lives should silence, muzzle, gag the ignorant charges and ill-informed criticisms of foolish persons. Live as free people, yet without employing your freedom as a pretext for wickedness. But live at all times as servants of God. Show respect for all men. Treat them honorably. Love the brotherhood, the Christian fraternity, of which Christ is the head. Reverence God, honor the emperor. You who are household servants, be submissive to your masters with all proper respect, not only to those who are kind and considerate and reasonable, but also to those who are surly, overbearing, unjust, and crooked. 
After all, what kind of glory is there in it if, when you do wrong and are punished for it, you take it patiently? But if you bear patiently with suffering, which results when you do right, and that is undeserved, it is acceptable and pleasing to God. For even to this were you called, it is inseparable from your vocation. For Christ also suffered for you, leaving you his personal example, so that you should follow in his footsteps. He was guilty of no sin, neither was deceit guile ever found on his lips. When he was reviled and insulted, he did not revile or offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance, but he trusted himself in everything to him who judges fairly. He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree, as on an altar, and offered himself on it, that we might die, cease to exist to sin, and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. You were going astray like so many sheep, but now you have come back to the shepherd and guardian, the bishop of your souls, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Ha ha ha.